Hey, it's Murphy, Sam, and Jody, and this is the Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast. And uh, we're flashing back over the last couple of months, our favorite moments while we're on vacation. We'll be back with you on January the 9th. We love to hear from you the most, so join us anytime, 877-310-4MSJ, also on social media. Um, and we have a really special comment um, on our Facebook page with one of our After the Show podcasts from okay. uh, a week ago, mm-hmm. Murphy. This is directed at you. This is from Felicia. Hi, Felicia. Good morning. I just have to say, I heard a clip from your Pump Me Up podcast, which is what it was called. Um, and I felt like it was meant for me to hear specifically that day. My son is 11 and was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in August. And to say it's been a rough road is an understatement. We had just spent the last 24 hours chasing lows and then overcorrecting, which is so frustrating. We yeah. know a lot about that, Murphy, especially yep. you. Mm-hmm. Hearing your personal experience with T1D and bringing awareness to, to this disease literally brought me to tears. My heart breaks for my son as his whole world has been turned upside down, learning this new way of life. And as a mother, all I want to do is make him feel safe and comfortable. He's been managing all of this with such strength. I'm constantly amazed. I've learned so much and found so many people dealing with disease, and I had no idea. I love your show, and thank you again for giving me hope on such a rough day. Well, that's really sweet. You know, he will actually do very well, Felicia. He'll get it. Yeah, at 11 years old, and the technology is so much better, and it continues to get better every day. You know, the only thing that's not there is the cure. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it means you'll be managing it for the rest of your life. But, he will uh, be. Right, he will be. Until and, there and we, is a cure. Right, exactly. And, and, well, I mean, and look, maybe they will. In my head as a type 1, I mean, I'm not, I'm not expecting there to be a cure. They will m- be more likely to be able to prevent it before it would be, you know, reverse it. Oh. I guess is the word I'm looking for. Um, you know, and for anybody listening to this, it's, con- it's one of the most misunderstood conditions, diseases, on the planet because there are two you know two types of diabetes type one and type two um and type one is more rare and it's it's like your body does not make insulin anymore so you are dependent on it. you have to inject it you have to give yourself shots or you have to be on a pump like you are murphy yeah and it's a, it's about four percent of the diabetic population Every, almost one. everybody else is type two you it, so it, many mis- another, misconceptions another myth about type one is you can't force it to happen you can there's nothing you do to make it happen but it's genetic mm-hmm. and there's a, just a trigger that just happens and one day you're fine and the next day you're not it's mm-hmm. not about diet or any of those things right that's why it's, it's so, so very misunderstood yeah well um thank you felicia for sending this we appreciate you join us anytime on facebook or instagram Really like it when you join us, 877-310-4MSJ, or you can jump in online. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So Jody says she got over her apprehensiveness about flying. Uh, you really weren't scared. Fear. Wait, hang on. It, let me get the dictionary. It, it wasn't. You weren't like crazy scared of it. You I were didn't just, enjoy flying, right. and now I do. Right. So that's a, that's a big change for someone like me who used to sweat on flights. And I used to be so anxious about it, mm-hmm. and I would sit there and pray the whole time. Yeah, and now well, that's I just good. Sleep. <laughs> and I enjoy the views, and I think that's a big thing mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So, from our Facebook page, Denise says, "My favorite part is takeoff and the power of the engines lifting us into the big blue sky. It is truly beautiful to see from above." 
It is. It is. I've always loved takeoff. Uh-huh. Always loved takeoff. It's just kind of like you're like a kid watching this big yeah. thing happen that you're you're a part of. I like flying at night. Yes. When you look down and you see the lights, and I always play my, my stupid game of wonder what city that is. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a light or bright. Or I wonder, if I know that city, I wonder where it is in that city. Well, you know, I... I, when I use the app, I have a better guess of what city it is, yeah. but does that, does that spoil the dream? <laughs> Spoils the game. Yeah. <laughs> game spoiler. Okay, uh, Kirsten says this. I love it, flying. I love to see the ground look like a quilt of patches. Mm. You should watch the video of the pilot explaining turbulence with Jello. Uh, she did great at helping everyone understand oh, to wow. be less scared of it. So, Kirsten, we're looking that up next. Mm, okay. I Isn't like that Jell-O. cool? I like Jello yeah. and what it has to do with turbulence. I don't know, but I want to know. Yeah, and I'm not afraid of turbulence. You know, it, I, I just can't stand the way it feels. That's I just right. you know what I mean. It's the the sudden drops and those kind of things. And look, it doesn't happen often. I think that you're, I think that a lot of people are afraid of the way it makes you feel. Totally. You're afraid of what does this mean? I'm on this thing, and this thing can't. This thing can't get. You know, through this smoothly, what's going on? Yeah. That's what start. That's the game that play, you play in your head. I've seen the Sully movie and the one with Denzel. Oh, I don't watch plain movies yeah. now. Okay, Patty, maybe that's not the best. <laughs> Patty says flying still gives me the jitters. This is from our Facebook page. I don't. Um, I get on a plane just fine, but I'm just jittery. Mm. I have a son who grew up and became an airline pilot. And I know how he drives, so that doesn't help me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right, look, keep it coming. We love to connect with you on social. Or you can call us anytime, 877-310-4MSJ. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Brought to you by Ulta. So Trevor Noah is leaving his show, The Daily Show, very soon. And, man, he's going out with a bang because he's the first one. He's the first late-night talker to interview Will Smith. Will Smith is on the interview circuit because of his movie Emancipation, which they said, like, this is going to be back-to-back Oscar wins for him. It's like one of the greatest performances he's ever, ever done. But every, every time he does the interview, he's got to also talk about the Oscar slap, which he did right off the bat with Trevor. It's been a while since many people have seen you. Yeah. You know, um... I've been away. (laughs) So he knows how to land the joke right away. But he also got right to the subject. I was going through something that night, you know. Uh, Not that that, you know, justifies my behavior at all. I would just say, you know, you're asking, what did I learn? And it's that we just got to be nice to each other, man. You know, that was a a rage that had been bottled for a really right. long time. Right. Mm, so he really went so there. I wonder if that's a rage <laughs> towards Chris Rock or just a rage in general. It, he didn't get specific about that yeah. because it's so complex. Of course it's complex if there's something built up and it doesn't matter. We don't get to, to those answers, do we? No. The movie is called Emancipation. It's out this month. It's on Apple TV Plus. Yeah. And then it's also going to be in theaters. Look for it. We had talked about ways to be photogenic, natural light, natural smile, know your best side, all of that. So keep it coming, 877-310-4MSJ. So, Abigail, you got some advice for us? I don't have some advice. However, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to point out that I don't know why, but with kids, they seem so much more um, just funky when it comes to posing. My five-year-old daughter, like, She's only five, but she'll stick that hip out to the side as far as it'll go. And yeah. face and peace sign and 
I can't get a normal picture of her. Oh, but, you know, know, us as adults, we're all, like, you know, trying to be serious and pretty and, like, posing right to, you right. know, look good. But you know, kids are just like, that's, I am beautiful. That sounds like a generational <laughs> thing. Because if I'd have done that, oh my. stuck my hip out when I was a kid, when my grandmother was taking a picture, I would have been punished, yeah. probably. And you the know duck what I mean? lips and everything. And so, and, and I will tell you this, I've got one like that. Abigail, my youngest Phoebes, if she knows, if she sees my phone go up, mm-hmm. she knows I'm trying to get a picture, oh she will make faces. So you've got to get them candids. Yes. You've got to get them when they're not looking at you. And those are the greatest pictures anyway, right? Candids. I know. Yes, yeah. exactly. Especially to get a genuine smile, you I have know. to do it when when they don't know you're taking the picture. Because uh-huh. my goodness, if they know, mm-hmm. especially with the little, little ones, yeah. it's it's hysterical. They ham it up. And they've, <laughs> they've grown up in a selfie world, yeah. in an overexposed visual world. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's just, and it brings it to the whole, you know, technology kind of mm-hmm. subject. Of, but like, they, my five-year-old knows how to take a selfie with my phone. Unreal. Yeah. What Unreal. <laughs> All right. I, I, it's just crazy. But I just thought it was funny and, and had to call in to say good morning. Thank you. And Thanks, good morning Abigail. to you. You call yeah. us anytime. We appreciate hearing from you. Um, yeah, it's And I don't know that that's necessarily a generational thing. I remember as, as a kid, me and my brother and my sister, mm-hmm. um, kind of goofing off like that yeah. if the camera was pointing at us. But the difference was because... You didn't have digital cameras at that point. It was film, which cost a lot of money, and your parents weren't going to waste a photo <laughs> on, on, a, on, a on 20, you being an idiot. On a You're right, right. <laughs> exactly. On a twenty-four picture roll, so it's like, don't do that. Okay. Don't stick your tongue out, or don't you know, uncross your eyes, or, or whatever. So I agree with you, Abigail. You know, they, kids do have that spunk. Thanks for calling. Reach out anytime eight seven seven three one zero four MSJ. Jody, I have a personal question for you. Uh, no, it's not about age or weight. Uh, have you ever dr- uh, drawn on eyebrows? Have I ever what? Drawn on your eyebrows. No, I have eyebrows. Yeah. So I don't okay. have to draw don't them you, on. You enhance them, though, because you're red hair, right? I do a little bit. I have a little brow pencil. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's, But that's, so that's not unusual, but, right? And they, it shapes them. People who don't have eyebrows, though, or yeah. they have to draw those on every day, or I guess the days okay. they want them on. So draw, okay. What's your question? Do they draw them on every day? Yeah. Women. Um, I think so. Women who draw on their eyebrows. First of all, if, if you see someone who draws on their eyebrows- um, it's because they have to. Yeah. Like, I would want them too if I didn't have them. And I but would find a way. Is because it n- they frame your face. Oh, yeah. You right, need right. them. Yeah, I understand that because right? it's noticeable like, if somebody doesn't have them. But it's not, usually in those cases, it's, it's just so blonde you can't see them, right? It's either that it's so blonde or they've lost them. I mean, I know I know women who don't really have them anymore. They go away? Some women have lost their eyebrows or they shaved them or something. I mean, that's a question. That's a personal question you don't ask someone. Ooh, if you've seen someone with drawn on eyebrows, yeah. you don't say anything to them about oh, it. No yeah. kidding. I'm not that stupid. Well, you know what's weird about this is if you know women's eyebrows go away, men, it's the opposite. The older men get, it just becomes its own creature. <laughs> they get bigger you know? and out of control. Right, exactly. <laughs> Carrying your pets around, I see. Yeah, you need some eyebrows? When I got I some see- extra. When- yeah. <laughs> When I see a man with way too cra- with eyebrows that are crazy, I either think you don't see it anymore, you don't care, yeah. or whoever your whoever your partner is that you're living with, they don't see it or don't care, or you're having a fight about it. Because if your eyebrows got like that, Murphy, I would be all over you with tweezers. 
Yeah. I, we would be shaping like crazy. Your <laughs> eyebrows are good. Let me see. I, you say, I, I yours would, are good too. I would, yeah. Well, I recently. Well, never mind. Um, what? I would hope somebody would tell you. Tell me though. It's just yes. the same thing with nose hair. You know. Please tell me. Right. I've seen guys walk around with like you know bushes growing out of their nose and ears, and it's like I want to say something. If you're married to somebody and they have crazy ear hair, they likely don't know it. You need to tell them. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what? That's it's, that just baffles me. That's is that life's little odd cruelty. Yes. You know that as you. <laughs> As you get older, hair disappears in some places and gets out of control mm-hmm. in others. Yeah, Yes, it does. I will say this. The only mistake I ever see women make with drawing on eyebrows is being too harsh with the draw and the wrong color. Oh, go yeah. with your natural hair color and go lightly. School's back in session for a lot. Some not so much yet, but some you know soon. what? It definitely changes your schedule around. So if you miss anything, the Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast is an easy and free way for you to catch up later today in anything that you missed. Just Google Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast. It's been fun this week on social media watching a lot of my friends um, post their kids' first day of school pictures. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't allowed to post one, and I say that because Phoebe is a senior in high school. Our youngest. Yes. And, you know, Sunday night, I was standing at her door going, you have to send me a picture. I would. I was here. She was leaving for school early. It's like, she goes, you're not going to post it. I said, I still want it. I still need it. It needs to complete the collection of every... <laughs> First day of school picture I've ever had. We've got the first 11 years. We just need one more. Yeah, you have to send it to me. I'm like, if you, you know, I'm your mother. Remember this. I'm going to play my I'm the mom card. Mm. And, you know, I had a C-section for you. (laughs) I don't say that. Well, there you go. That's a mom joke. Anyway, (laughs) and she's serious about not wanting me to post it. And what's funny about that is Phoebe's wonderful in that she doesn't just say please don't post it and i do respect that when she asked me not to even though it killed me i really wanted to share it i really did with my friends but i'm so glad she gave me a picture but she explained it and so for anybody listening moms dads kids you know because i'm my argument is phoebe i see you with your phone taking pictures of yourself with you and your friends all the time you are of the generation of the selfie like you know what's one more Mm -hmm. you know what's the big she says, that's the reason. She explained it. She says, there's so many pictures of me online that, I, you know, when I was five, I went to a birthday party and the dad posted all the pictures and they're there forever. And there've been so, there's been so much that I've had no control over yeah. that I, you know, I'm asking you to not post it. And you know what? I said, you, you were so right. I didn't see it that way. And I thought that was lovely for her to explain it to me that way. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's if your kids don't want you to post something, they're not being, they're not just trying to, you know, have a power play with you. They've felt maybe powerless in the social media world. Yeah. Where they haven't had the option. Yeah. Well, you think about that. Everybody has a picture or two of themselves they don't like. <laughs> and you want the ability to say, please don't share that with yeah. other people. You know? Yeah. Or at least post it on a uh, service that she doesn't use. (laughs) She knows that trick, Sam. (laughs) Join our conversation and add to it anytime. 877-310-4MSJ. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. What's going on, Jeremy? I remember I was hearing a a conversation you all were having about, Mm -hmm. um, you know, about airplane travel and stuff like that. Yes. Yes. And there was a message left by a a young woman, mother, I assume, that had traveled military airfare. I'm I'm retired military. Yes. And so I just, I could share a quick story, I suppose. Go ahead. My first combat flight 
in 2003 into Afghanistan. This is something that mm. I was not prepared for. I was much younger, obviously. And so when you're flying in combat, this is on a C-130, if you guys are not familiar, it's a four-prop, uh, it's not jet. And so the seats are these iron rods that are uh, woven with nylon, like a, mm. like a checkerboard. It's yeah. webbing like those old lawn chairs used to be. Webbing. Yes, correct. Like a lawn chair webbing, and there are bench seats all the way across. There's no armrests, and you're sitting there. Underneath of your seat, you have, like, your duffel bag, but there's not enough room on your lap. You're carrying your rucksack. And then when you fly in to whether it's Baghdad, Kandahar, mm-hmm. Jalalabad, wherever it is you're flying into, about 99 times out of 100 you're flying in at night mm-hmm. is to limit visibility uh, from the enemy, because they will try and shoot at you, literally, mm. while you're flying in, and then you nosedive. Uh, literally, yeah. you feel like you're going to crash. Wow. Because oh they want to get to the ground as quickly as possible to oh. avoid any rocket-propelled grenades that might be lunged your direction or any anything, right? And so it's just, I've never, I will never, ever forget that crashing feeling mm. <laughs> Literally, you feel like, wait, is this normal? Yeah. It was an insane experience. Yeah. yeah. But, but uh, yeah, you can't complain yeah, on yeah. these commercial jets now, can you? That's nothing to you. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Yeah. I love it. Wow, that's... That's great. Jeremy, thank you for sharing that. I can't imagine that because I don't know that I could handle it. I guess if I had to, I would, but... I mean, do you ever get used to that? I wouldn't think so. I, I love roller coasters, but that's that's not different. the same thing yeah. at all. Plus, the first time, if they don't warn you about yeah. that, and there's a lot of former military that are doing commercial, air, you know, aircraft flight today, so mm-hmm. that should make you feel better. I think, right? That they used to nosedive. I don't know. <laughs> Trending now. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Brought to you by Elta. Christmas is coming and kids are out of school and families are hanging out at home. And uh, Wednesday had the biggest, second biggest streaming week of all time. You mean the TV Please show? excuse Wednesday. Yes. She's <laughs> allergic to color. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? What happens to you? I break out into hives and then the flesh peels off my bones. Hey. <laughs> uh, um, the biggest week of streaming happened on Netflix as well of all time, and that was for Stranger Things Season 4. That mm. one took the top spot. We all watched that like it yeah. was our J-O-Bs yeah. this year. Um, something else to look forward to in January. I want to remind everybody, HBO's The Last of Us. This is your chance. I've been shot Pedro Pascal stars in this. It was a video game, and now it's a now it's series. a zombie show. The first season lands on HBO Max January fifteenth, and it looks crazy good. And he he has his pick of projects. Okay, yeah. he's Pedro Pascal. He's yeah. the Mandalorian. He's the guy from Narcos. Pena, that's his name. He was great in that role. Yep. Yeah. Man. Okay. So look for this. They're expecting it to be huge. And by the way. The, his co-star also was in Game of Thrones. You remember her? It's oh, Lady, yeah. Lady Mormont. Mormont. Exactly. Yeah. If you have young kids or kids of any age for that matter, believe us when we say, when they say something really cute that makes you laugh, that you know is a special moment in time, write it down. Put yeah. it in your phone somewhere and save it because it's a lie that you tell yourself that you're going to remember it. Yeah. You want to remember it. But it's a lie you tell yourself because you're not because life gets busy, especially with little people to take care of. And, you know, I started to do that when our girls were young and mm-hmm. then it just kind of fell off. 
Fortunately, some of the things that they've done have been captured on video, so right. it sticks that way. But. Oh, my goodness, though. And it's not just when they're little. I mean, here's the perfect example. Last night, I'm, yesterday afternoon, I'm in the family room, and I'm painting a little bit. And also in the family room is Taylor, our oldest, mm-hmm. who moves out in a week into She's her college apartment college. again. Yeah. Yep. Junior year. So, but she was. And turns 21. <laughs> she does turn 21. Yep, this weekend. That's right. It's going to be a big weekend for her. Uh-huh. So she is on the sofa playing video games with her boyfriend. They have a long-distance relationship. That's another thing that's really cool. They're gamers, yeah. and they spend time together gaming. And it actually, I think, helps their long-distance relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, because she's got her headphones on and ignoring me completely, having a full-on conversation with him. I'm only hearing her side of it. Right. But they are, it's, it's, it's as if they're sitting together. I'm like, this is good for them. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening, and there was, you remember there were some problems with our um, internet at home. Yeah. It, <laughs> Murph. So this is right before I think it was you. being weighed down by the gaming. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, anyway, there was something she wasn't able to do, and she was like, uh, she was telling him, she was like, yeah, you're going to have to wait a minute, I think, because... You know, even if I started looking at that or if my mom, if I asked my mom to start looking at that, um, you know, he's not, it needs to be my dad. And this wasn't a slam to me. This is the the quote that she said. I I wrote it down. Coming. She said to him, my dad is very territorial over electronics <laughs> in this house, and in general, for that matter. <laughs> I died laughing. She didn't even hear me because she had the headset on, and I put it in my phone. So remember, no matter their age, remember, write it down. Yeah. <laughs> write it down. Inside uh, information here. Sam's got inside info on... Sam wants you to change something about yourself. Yeah, Murphy is... You may not know this uh, because you don't eat lunch or dinner with Murphy a lot, but we do. Uh, And Murphy has this tendency to always wind up wearing food. Yes, at some point do Every day. And and coffee, too. Yep. And it always seems to be when you have a lighter colored shirt on, too. I don't know. I know. Yeah. I don't understand. It's the talk... It becomes the talking stain when it's the lighter color shirt. (laughs) I mean, it just does. So anyway, the reason I bring it up is it happened Sorry. yesterday. We all went to lunch. We were having uh, fancy tacos. And next thing you know, Murphy looks down and goes, ah, I did it again. And so Jody chimes in. And I never thought about this because I don't watch Murphy eat. But you said it's because the way he eats yes. is incorrect. I didn't say that. I oh, eat okay. incorrectly? I said it nicely because I don't, I mean, it's one of those things. I've you know mentioned it before when he's genuinely surprised that he gets food on his shirt so yeah. i'm like mentioned it before but i'm not going to be the person to mention it all the time right and what you mentioned was that he brings his food to him rather than leaning over the plate mm-hmm. and so therefore he's mm-hmm. gonna i didn't explain the coffee because you know coffee the coffee, coffee is because i wind up ca- carrying two at one time ah, and it splatters on me okay yeah. so does that is that did you go, oh, yeah, that's it with the food? Or are you like, no, Jody, that's not the problem? I mean, I've tried. I know that there are times where it's like chips and salsa, which yeah. is what got on me yesterday. Um, <laughs> both did. Um, I was bringing the chips to my mouth. So, yeah, I guess I didn't. But to me, it doesn't feel right to lean over the table either. That's just kind of. It's funny is because that's one of the things that I was taught, like at the table when I was a little girl. And I know you guys think there was, you know, it was at the out in the country and nobody mm-hmm. was teaching anybody anything. Get your bare feet off the but table. It's, right, but it's not true. All I was taught was bring your mouth to your food, not your food to your mouth. Uh-huh. And it just stuck. So I don't do that. 
Now you bring your food to your mouth mostly. You're very relaxed. Hey, sit back and eat, <laughs> dude. And I love that for you. But it is why you wear your food. That's all. If I would pay more attention, see, for me, the thing I was taught was don't put your elbows on the table. Right. So I wonder if that's an overcorrection on my part. Maybe. Yeah. Aren't you glad Sam pointed it out? <laughs> I am. So Murphy, you'll like this. You'll probably guess right away. Sam, then again, you're a good guesser. When you are at work and you're presenting something, like you have an idea, you have a proposal, whatever it is, your boss said, hey, present this to us. Whether it's in person or on a Zoom, there's one thing that you should add if you would like to be impactful and memorable. A joke. Well, maybe. A giveaway? That's yours. A story. Story. It's oh. a story. Sorry, Sam. Because people can, <laughs> uh, well, people connect with stories. They do. And it's they remember like, them. Yeah, they remember them. Not that, not that your PowerPoint charts aren't important. Mm-hmm. You know, they support your message. But yeah, if people you tell a story, a story, people can picture it we yeah, are it's naturally the same thing that, that that preachers do it's true yes you know not the, the, ser- not the sermon part of it or the reading or what all that but there's all the preacher always has a story that something it's just true. happened to me this week i re- and it, you, we, you listen we are naturally wired to latch on to a story and so if someone is a good storyteller we're seeing yeah. in our minds what they are saying that's why detail is everything it's one of the oldest forms of Communication. communication communication styles ever yeah because are like aesop's fables mm-hmm. and things that have like morals for the story right or the bible, the bible. yes <laughs> that's one of the oldest no. <laughs> anyway i say this because recently i had a we had a win with it and then we had a, i had a fail with it <laughs> and what? i realized it's true you've heard it your whole life but until you put it into practice it doesn't mean anything to you so you know recently the three of us did this like we had this like presentation thing we did in front of a group of people and there were naturally stories being told there were some questions that were asked and we ended up telling stories and i really feel like that was a good part of it it was a successful part of it and it was like oh yeah that's why it worked stories were told and then also the same during the same time i had a phone call meeting thing that i was doing you guys weren't on this one the oh, day yeah, before right, yeah, yeah. it was also important to me and i did not get a chance to tell a story I wanted to tell a story. I had a few that would have made sense in the presentation. Yeah, but time didn't permit on that one. It didn't. I had 10 minutes. Yeah. And, but I didn't get to tell a story. And when it was over, I was like, man, missed opportunity because I could have been more memorable. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure you did a great job. Well, uh, they, you know, they say in a short time period like that, if, if you have like bullet points, you can start with a story. Even mm-hmm. if your story is a three-sentence story. You put people in the right mindset by telling them a, right. a, a story from the beginning. I didn't I'm, do that, though. I'm sure you did great. Mm, we'll your, see. Your personality's warm. Phone's not blowing up over <laughs> here. I love finding happy news, the kind of stuff that makes you smile, because, you know, so many headlines are not always great. Mm. And so I don't know if this is just new to me, or Jody, if you have heard this, or Sam, maybe you've heard this. Did you hear that the, there's been a new <laughs> Guinness Book record set for the oldest living dog? Oh, wait. I think I did. Have you seen that? Oh, it's, no, that was a person. I'm sorry. Oh, you're thinking of the old cat that died. Yeah, there was a really Nana old... Nana White's cat died. Right. Oh, really? 16 years old. Oh, That's, okay. Look, I we had a cat when I was growing up that lived to be 17 years yeah. old. Well... Pete Inker. This is a dog that's a chihuahua that is 21 years old. What? 21 years old. That's amazing, especially as much as those dogs shake. Yeah. And they're it, nervous. Yeah, you would yeah. think that they're nervous, but... 21 it years of being nervous... Right. 
Yeah, and he's got a heart condition on top of that, but he seems to be doing fine. His owner says he sleeps a lot. <laughs> yeah, of course but, he does. But he's still in great health. Twenty-one years old. Hmm. Isn't that? Uh, I mean, so that's a commitment, man. So in human years, that's seven times. You know, that's that's one hundred and sixty something. Why do we do that? Why Is that do we right? do that human 147. year? One hundred forty-seven. One hundred forty-seven. Oh yeah, I did the math wrong. Thanks. Nah. <laughs> Leave the math to um, Sam. Oh, and the, it, well, it, so his name is Toby Keith. Come <laughs> get it. Oh, yeah. get it. One word. Wait, was the dog named? No, the dog was just named Toby Keith. Yeah, it wasn't do- named after the country singer. Or it was. <laughs> what do you think? That was random? <laughs> what are you going to call him? Um, Toby uh, Keith? I don't know. Toby. Like the singer? There's a singer with that name? Right. Toby and Keith are two different names. Pushed together. Can be. Toby Keith. Okay, There's only to... one Toby Keith. Yeah. I know. Well, actually two now. Right, yeah. <laughs> one oh, of which is, who's 21 you years you old. You think they named it after the singer? I do like it when people name dogs after, like, famous people. We met a dog once in a in a store, Willie Nelson. I wonder who they named it after. Yeah, me too. Uh, anyway, I did see that story, and it's sweet. It's super sweet happy news. Trending now. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Powered by Lowe's. This story jumped out at me and grabbed me and pinched me in the neck. I'm excited about okay. it. Okay. Vampire story? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know the movie from the 90s called Heat that I love so much. It's like Pacino and De Niro and Val Kilmer was in it. It was, uh, what do you call that? Stacking the bench deep. It's a, There's a lot of really good people in yeah. this movie. And now that we've been face to face, if I'm there and I gotta put you away, I won't like it. But I'll tell you, brother, you are going, going down. down. Mm. There's a flip side. Ooh, and there's De Niro. Okay, so De Niro's the leader of this crew. He's the he's the criminal. Yeah. And Pacino is this cop. And they end up sitting down. That's the biggest scene in the movie. They sit down and at a diner and talk about, I'm going to get you. Yeah. Like, I don't have it. I can't make it stick now, but I'm going to get you. And it's this tense, beautiful scene with two masterful people. Um, the movie's so good. I mm. loved it. It's a Michael Mann movie, and he tells big stories. Like he a did long story too. Last of the Mohicans. That's who he is, Michael Mann. He's so attached to those characters. Um, it took him forever to write that movie and bring that movie to the screen. He's written a, a novel, Heat Two, oh. a novel with another writer. He wants, he hopes to bring it to the big screen one day. But in the meantime, you can get the book, Heat Two. Hmm. Just FYI. Okay. I have some notes to write. You know, I sometimes write thank you notes. Yeah. I believe in them. And I, after my birthday, I have some thank you notes to write, you know? Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest one should be to Murphy for taking me to Vegas. Not that I really write you notes and mail them. I just stick them in the, you know, house or whatever. But it's a little like, inefficient. My cousin Candace, <laughs> like my best friend Jody, our friend June that we saw recently. Yeah. I've got some notes that I really want to handwrite and mail out. Sure. And I started doing it, like knowing what I want to say, which is one of the things that I always do. I know what I'm what I mean to write kind of in my head before I put pen to these cute you little... Do the three, the stock three lines? I don't do it stock. I do it my way. But I make sure to be specific, yeah. which you're supposed to do in a personal note. Thank you for the Bon Jovi t-shirt or dress that she gave me. Thanks for taking me to see Aerosmith. It's a shame we didn't. <laughs> yeah. She'll let you write that's, my notes that's, down. That, that's the letter she'll be mailing to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen. Hey, Murphy, listen. you got a letter. Listen, listen, listen. 
I have a problem, though. Our life, and this is for all of us, we are in a time where all communication, I'm not in school anymore, communication is done electronically, constantly. My handwriting is is shot. My handwriting used to be good. Yeah? I thought. I enjoyed it. I liked it. The notes you leave the girls Uh. in sticky pads look okay. You don't I don't think know. That, I think it's some of her script looks is hard to decipher sometimes. Yes, that, thank you. I mean, that's critic. it. But no, 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 no. I didn't <laughs> complain about your handwriting. I just every now and then there's certain letters you you write that are hard to, to understand. U and N. I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just saying my handwriting is suffering and it's bothering me because I wrote this note exactly what I wanted to say to my cousin. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and it just looks so messy. I don't want to mail it. And so I wrote it again. And then my hand was getting tired. I'm losing my handwriting game with all this texting. That's because you're wasting time with cursive. Nobody does that anymore. (laughs) So, Murphy, would you be okay with a thank you text? (laughs) I get the short end of this stick. Yep. You know, Jody was calling me the man of the woods because of the retreat I went on this past weekend. Yeah. Just me and the the woods. Um, And I actually... I've got something that to me is the mark of somebody who really has spent a weekend oh. in nature. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, so you do. Last night I'm brushing my teeth oh. and, and I'm like, what? The, you know, it's, I, I, there was something. I thought I'd spilled some food on my neck or something like that. And when I <laughs> reached over. A common occurrence. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like whatever it was and, it, you know. I, I, it was gone after I did the flick. And I look in the sink. Mm-hmm. It was a tick. Oh. Yeah. Wait. Now he, he confirmed he, with me. He's like. Come here. Is this a tick? No, he hasn't been on me since then. I think he must have been in my luggage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Is all I can figure. Mm-hmm. And because he wasn't on me, in me, or anything like that. But yeah. So. You don't and, think he was sucking your blood? <laughs> I don't know. He was. The sink water took him away really fast. Well, so. you know, where there's one tick. Oh. Is that really true? I don't know. That can't oh, be. Yeah. That's a flea. <laughs> <laughs>